Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode and happy Thanksgiving week to those of us who celebrate in the United States. But really, this is just the time of the year where all holidays kick off and we're going to have just a fun, lighthearted episode today. But warning, we will be talking about the secrets and the magic of Santa and elves and all of that kind of stuff. So you probably do not want to be listening to this out loud with your children. This is going to be a lighthearted listen. I would also love to hear your feedback because I am going to share some holiday hacks, some sanity saving things for you, as well as going into some fun in this episode. I'm going to talk about things that I think are overrated when it comes to the holidays, but I also ask you guys on Instagram. What is overrated that we do just because it is tradition or something for the holidays that you think? What is something that is really fun to do with kids? And what is something that is completely overrated to do with kids? It's going to be a fun episode. So pop in your earbuds if you are at home with your kids because they are home from break, whatever it is. I hope that this is just really fun for you to listen to this week. I'm bringing this episode because usually in the past, this episode leading up to the holidays is all about health and fitness. And as you guys know, me making the transition to living in sync podcast, you know, I, I still hold in my heart that health and wellness is a priority in my life. I am actually drinking my pre-workout right now because after I finish recording this episode, I'm going to go get my workout in because movement for my body really makes me feel good. I want to be strong and healthy in all aspects of my life and fitness supports that, but it's not what I'm only and all about anymore. So let's roll into today's fun episode. Like I said, I'm sipping my pre-workout right now, drop the kids off at school, daycare, that rigmarole. After today, I am in the midst of having kids home with me for the holidays, so I hope that you enjoy this episode, whether you're driving home from work, driving to work. Reminder, once again, we are going to talk about the magic of Santa and elves, so you may not want to listen to this out loud with your kids. Pop in a headphone, listen when you're having some alone time in your car, but this is just really going to be fun. And I'm going to kick it off with the things that I think are overrated, and I'll then I'll go to talking about what you guys said and the questions that I asked you on Instagram of overrated for the holidays, what's actually really fun and magical to do with your kids around the holidays. And this is going to be juicy and so good. And I want to hear from you guys on, do you agree? Do you disagree? Like this is just meant to be really fun and lighthearted and everybody's different. Like no judgment, right? No judgment. I'm going to kick it off straight up. I think Christmas cards are overrated when it comes to the holiday season. There have been a few times where I added to cart and like created on Shutterfly or whatever a family Christmas card. And then when I think about how many I'm going to get and go to order them and I see the cost, I literally am like, why? Why would I spend this much money for these Christmas cards and then have to take the time to address them and put a stamp on them and send them off. 
when I could use that money for other things. And you guys, what do you do with Christmas cards after you've received them? I don't know. I have them together in a drawer. Like I use one of those like paper clip things, clip them together. And sometimes it's fun to go back and look at everybody's Christmas cards and whatnot. But also these are people that I am obviously in touch with and friends with in real life and keep in contact with via social media or whatever it is. And I, there, there have, I don't think we have ever sent out a Christmas card. I don't think we have ever sent out a Christmas card and I think that they are overrated. And now I know my good friend, somebody I love so much in this world, Molly loves Christmas cards. So I know Molly's going to be like, what? They are my favorite thing ever. And that is a-okay, 100%. Molly, I love you so much. And I think of you every single time I receive a Christmas card, but that is why I don't send them out. I don't send them out. I just choose not to. Not my thing. I think it's overrated. You do you if you are a Christmas card queen. All right. Second thing is Christmas baking. Now, I am not much of a baker to begin with. I, I don't necessarily enjoy the whole process of baking, but that's probably because I am the one with the least self-control. If there are cookies in my house, and especially where I'm at in my cycle, I will eat all of them and I will eat all of them and so many of them until my tummy hurts. While I love being the recipient of Christmas baking, you guys, I have some really amazing, talented neighbors and family and friends that bake their little hearts out. I just am not going to add, and I know that I will be lovingly receiving their Christmas baking. And I think it tastes better that way. I think it tastes better when you are the recipient of Christmas cooking, uh, Christmas cookies, and not the baker of them. I think they taste better when somebody else makes them, not me. And I know, and I'm so grateful for some of the people that, you know, whether they come from Sean's work or however they end up at my house, I'm like, that's amazing. I am so glad that they love Christmas baking, but I think it is overrated and I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do Christmas baking, except for uh, Christmas Eve. Sometimes when we are low key, just needing something to do on Christmas Eve during the daytime, because I'm going to talk about traditions here in a hot second, but sometimes we need something to do during the day. And then I'm like Christmas day. It's like, let's, let's make some cookies. Cause you know, Santa's coming tonight. And so we make some cookies. The kids get to have a few cookies and I, I tend to not make a whole lot of them. You know what I mean? With the, with the kids having a couple, me having a couple, Santa having a couple, right? That's fine and dandy. It's kind of more of an activity type of a thing, but you won't catch me doing a big old spread of Christmas baking. All right. Um, Elf on the shelf. No, I'm not going to do it. We don't have one. I am not going to get one. I will not start that. Thankfully, my kids have gone to daycare where the angel of our daycare woman, I believe, does Elf on the Shelf for them. And it is there. I don't know what it'll be like with Bryce in kindergarten, but I'm just, no, I'm not doing Elf on the Shelf. At the end of the day, I am so tired. I don't want another reason for my kids to wake up early to see what the elf has done because I have a child that will probably wake up at three in the morning to catch up on what the elf is doing. So no, I am I'm not not subscribing to it. Let's go. Those are my three. I'm very passionate about them. 
Um, let's go to what you guys had to say on Instagram, my Instagram page. I'm looking up my stories and let's see. This is the one where I asked, give me overrated holiday things slash traditions. Let's go. I'm not going to say names. Oh yes. I've got a lot of elf on the shelf, tons of elf on the shelf. I'm glad we feel the same thing. Um, there's even a couple. So some of you were like, didn't want to say it, but you said it. Santa. I mean, I get it. And I do think, so I do have a hot take on this because before my kids were going to school and daycare, I just, I, they could think that Santa brought all the presents, but this year I'm being very specific on Santa's bringing the stockings and maybe one other thing, because I don't want them going to school and tell, you know, making other kids like Santa brought me this and that. It's like, no, Santa didn't. That was not from Santa. He's not getting the credit anymore. He's had his moment when they were tiny and they weren't like telling friends and then friends bringing the comparison in. And I've heard from teacher friends, that's a good thing to do with your kids is like Santa doesn't bring the iPads and the Xboxes and the Amazon fire thingies or whatever, because it just kind of hurts to other children. And I do want to be cognizant of others, right? Um, so Santa, and then a lot of you said going to multiple family houses, going to both families, having it be jam packed, feeling like you have so many traditions to do and big get togethers going from this house to that house. I, I hear you on that. And this was something that before I had my own kids, I didn't understand. You know, I loved my extended families, big gatherings. I loved them so much. And I still do. And we only do this like around once a year, but we do have the advantage of living like 10 minutes away from my extended family. And I, I can go, I can leave my house 10 minutes and I'm there and then I can come back home in 10 minutes that's on my side. On my husband's side, they're a little bit more of a jaunt away, two and a half hours. That's not that far, right? But I mean, I would imagine that if they were to plan on the day of, that would just really make it hard with kids. And then we have, since we're in the Midwest, we have to factor in like what is weather and roads like. And so I, I get that. It's, it's a, it can be a lot and to really think about that. And it's, it's even hard to set boundaries because sometimes it's like, they are just asking for one day. They ask for this one holiday. So sometimes it's like, do you, push through it and decide to do it or do you set a boundary and say you and your family aren't going to be attending now i personally think that with covid and not a lot of extended family at least on my neck of the woods like it totally depends right i think it totally depends on what season of life you're in what your family dynamic is what the last few years have been like because if my extended family were to say you know let's have this holiday because it hasn't happened in years i would probably pack the schedule and do it do you know what i mean and also i'm saying that because my kids don't take naps anymore and and I don't have to pack diaper bags and bottles and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's coming from the context of the season of life that I'm in. But if I was back in the season of life where I had a one and a three-year-old, my answer may be totally different. And I think, you know, that is a-okay. And especially when it comes to traditions, not setting in stone so much because 
whether what season of life you guys are in, what's going on with your family and your extended family and the age of your kids, whether it and all of that stuff, it's like, I think what really hinders holidays is expectation. You know what I mean? When you have certain expectations on other family members or how your kids are going to behave, those expectations can really suffocate the fun. And so go into each and everything lighthearted and let it be what it is going to be instead of setting an expectation of how it is supposed to be. So that is... um, And then the next hot response was on decorating. Like some people were like, I will not decorate for Christmas until after Thanksgiving. And for me, it's like, do it when it fits you best. When somebody puts up their Christmas tree, that doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Like if you want to put up your Christmas tree November 1st, you you go right ahead, but I know some of you have like hot takes on this. I will say I do think Christmas decorating or holiday decorating in general has gotten way over the top. I saw this on TikTok big time where there were extravagant, you know, decor for for um what was that holiday? <laughs> Halloween. Why couldn't I think of just like these crazy decor for Halloween and decorations for us is is on the inside of our house but I know some people go crazy with their Christmas lights but you do you I wish we my husband would put some Christmas lights on the top of our house but you know what I'm not gonna get my butt up there and do it so and he doesn't want to do it so it's not gonna get done so some of you were like, I wait and I wait to decorate the house or wear anything Christmas until after Thanksgiving Day. And some were like, I decorate for Christmas when the first snow falls. So that's kind of when I feel like decorating for Christmas or putting up my tree. But also, do you guys do this? I feel like I'm the only one that does this. So I have an artificial tree. And sometimes, like because it's been sitting in the box all year, it gets really smooshed. And I let the tree like fluff out for like a weekish before I put my formal decorations on. And it's probably, you know, there's some days where if the kids are just watching TV, then I'll go and like I fluff it out myself too. But I want gravity to work with it before I formally decorate it. Does anybody else do that? I don't know. I'm kind of weird. But then it's also I let the kids put a few fun Christmas decorations or put some fun ornaments on it and they get to kind of play around and mess with the treat for a little while. And then once I do my decorating, that's typically when I'm like, leave the tree alone. <laughs> and my kids are at the age where they typically do because they're in, I'm in that season. Some of you still have the little ones and you're like, um, they will not leave the tree alone. So the next question that I asked is the best holiday traditions to do with kids. And guess what? Christmas cookies was one of them. Why? Like, <laughs> my kids would be so hyped up on sugar. That would not be fun. They'd be dealing with tummy aches afterwards. Sledding. Sledding is so much fun with kids. Like, we, 
if you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys know that we kind of have a little hill for a driveway and in front of our house. So my kids are at the age where they still think it's kind of cool sledding down that. But my parents live on a hill and sledding with kids, so fun. I love seeing them wear themselves out. It's great. It's hilarious. It's funny. My kids are four and six, and I would say this is the first year that both of them are enjoying sledding. Christmas BJs. Okay, so something I am going to do on December 1st is have my kids open their Christmas pajamas or not really open them, but I'm going to give them their Christmas pajamas. And we are doing Grinch theme this year because both of my kids are obsessed with the Grinch. We love the Grinch. We have already had a Saturday where we watched all three Grinches in one day. You betcha I was in late luteal phase on that weekend. And we just cozied up and watched the Grinch and it was all of them. And it was absolutely amazing. And I just figured if you're going to do Christmas pajamas, why not do them in December? So you're kind of rolling through the whole, I know a lot of people do Christmas Eve pajamas, but then I'm like, well, if you get a Christmas, Christmas theme, Christmas pajama, and you give it to them pretty much when Christmas is over, you do you go. I'm not judging. Um, Christmas lights. I'm seeing a lot of Christmas lights, a lot of Christmas lights. You know what? Christmas lights with kids is the best. We were actually driving home from my parents. I'm taking a sip of pre-workout. We were actually driving home from my parents' and one of the houses along the highway had just their their whole setup and it was magical for the kids to be like, oh my gosh, mom, look at that house. It was so cool and so much fun. And in 2020, 2021, when I was pretty much home with the kids all the time, we would take family drives because it gets dark out pretty early. So we would feed the kids dinner and we'd go on family drives. The kids were probably, you know, two and four, one and three-ish or one and a half-ish, three and a half-ish. And we'd go drive around looking at Christmas lights. And it was so, it was so nice to get out of the house. And then, you know, it was kind of like an adventure. It's like, oh, tell me what you see. What color do you see? Is there another house coming up that has more lights? Christmas lights with kids is the bomb. A lot of you guys are saying hot chocolate. That is one of my holiday hacks. We're going to hop into more holiday hacks here in a second. But one of my holiday hacks is have on hand hot cocoa. Like get yourself some simple hot cocoa mix, keep marshmallows on hand. And like, even if you guys just do something as simple as hot cocoa night or hot cocoa after sledding or hot cocoa going to look at Christmas lights, like hot little giving your kids, I don't really drink hot chocolate, but it's always fun to have on hand. And even sometimes when we have cousins over or whatever it is like let's just have a little hot cocoa together and they think it is really really fun and exciting a lot of people were saying family time spending all of the time with family and togetherness so uh, you know it totally depends on your family right because I maybe for some of you you're like that is the part that makes Christmas hard and some of you are like that is the part that makes Christmas the best and everybody everybody is different right um a couple other really good ones that are unique is the giving manger, doing things that are give back, service project, operation Christmas child boxes, baking, Christmas movies with popcorn and hot chocolate, volunteering pending on age, baking. 
you know, I would love to hear from you guys that have been that have done service slash give back project volunteering things with your kids. Where are some of those really great places to start? I would I would love to do that because like I said, my kids are four and six. I really feel like this year and leading on, they're gonna kind of be they're gonna be able to grasp the whole like being of service and giving back. I would love to know more of those places that you guys like to do that. So send me a DM on Instagram. And the next question that I asked was holiday traditions that are the worst to do with kids. Now this is all in everybody's own opinion. Um, Santa, if they really hate them, hating those crying pictures. Oh my gosh. So I've got a funny story. So I found out I was pregnant with my second in November of 2017. And that is around the holiday time. So I had one of my ultrasound pictures and then Bryce was just over one years old. I, you know, he's like 16, 17 months old and I knew he was going to cry. I knew he was going to cry when he got on Santa's lap. And so I had Santa hold the picture of the ultrasound and then we got a picture of Bryce crying and that is how I did my pregnancy announcement for our second and I still laugh about it to this day and now I'm like why did I do that to my poor one-year-old to put him on Santa's lap and Santa did not look like a holly jolly Santa and so that was that was actually kind of funny that was kind of funny but also kind of not and kind of mean of me to do um, but yeah, I think right, we're going to be going to a community Santa thing. And if my kids don't want to like go sit on his lap, I'm just not going to force them to do it. There's, there's no need in my opinion. Um, going all the places. That was another thing that was talking about the traditions, too many family obligations on the 24th and 25th. That's stressful running them everywhere. And yeah, kids get overstimulated and overtired and over cranky. I, I 100% get that now, but that is something that I did not understand prior to having my own kids. And so sorry to all the family members that I did not have sympathy for in that season of your life. Because when it came to my season, I was like, Oh, this is intense. Okay. This is a lot. Um, somehow explaining that Santa follows them around differently. (laughs) (laughs) So I was, I said before becoming a mom that I was not going to use the whole Santa's watching you, but with my spicy four-year-old, I've done it. I've done it. I have told him Santa is not going to bring you presents if you blah, blah, blah. And I cringe at myself every time I say it. I cringe at myself every time I say it because I know no matter what he's going to, you know, you know, I bite my tongue and I wish I wasn't this, the way that I am with it this year, but I am. Okay. He's a s- spicy little sassy four-year-old and it's the only thing that he really cares about the consequence of. And I am using it in full effect, but I get it. I feel the same way about using Santa as a threat and I am guilty of it all in the same. <laughs> I'm guilty of it all in the same. The elf thing, unpopular opinion, Santa, this. I mean, she's, this is from an experienced mom. She says, it is such a letdown when they find out the secret of Santa. And I, 
I get that. I mean, I still remember when I found out the secret of Santa, my older brother told me it when we were driving to church on Christmas Eve and I still remember it to this day. I was devastated and I was so sad. You know what though? I'm okay. I'm okay. As a grown adult, I'm just fine. I still turned out just fine, but I do remember I was I was a very sad, sad little girl in my red little Christmas dress finding out the secret of Santa from my older brother who was just being salty and a, and a stink of an older brother. And I will tell you guys, So for me, and before I go into these holiday hacks, sanity saving tips, whatever it is you want to call them, you know, I really do stand by each year being what it is and it can hold a lot of magic. And and for some, like, and depending on what season of life your kids are in, going out and about and doing all of the things and all of the activities is really fun. Like, especially when my kids are now four and six and then we have friends that have older kids and it is fun more fun to get outside of the home but I really do remember that season where I had one-year-old three-year-old you know and even when you know Bryce was four Jace was like two I I was I was not wanting to go out and do the things. It was a lot more work and you had to do bottles and diapers and snacks and and all of that stuff. And so knowing that it does, it does depend on the age of your kids, I think big time, but also realizing you can for sure set boundaries. And that is my, this kind of rolls into, let's roll into my holiday hacks and new saving tips, whatever you want to call them. Um, The first one is set the intention of what you want the season to be for you and your family. And this means like if you really do want to have this be a slowdown and savor season or for some of you being like we really have missed that connection with other people and family and community. So you're going to be out and about or if you're going to be kind of in the middle of having a mix of those things and picking a few things to go to, but still keeping some white space in your days and in your weekends and in your holidays, like really seeing how you can have a blend of both. I talk about this all the time where it's easy to be extreme. It's easy to be like, we're going to go to every single gathering or we're going to go to none of them. But you can come to this gray area, just like with health and fitness. It's you're e- <laughs> it's easy to be extreme. Either you don't care, don't pay attention at all and eat all of the things, or you're going to be on this strict plan. Remember, the best The best way, in my opinion, to live that's well-rounded and in harmony is in that gray area. It's in the midline, right? So setting the intention that you want to have for your holiday. And and for some, it may be you need a low-budget, low-cost holiday. And that is a-okay. And don't compare yourself to people who are showing and sharing these like extravagant spreads of things or toys or whatever it is that they're, you know, maybe somebody's going on an elaborate vacation and you're like, I wish we could do that for our family, but we can't afford it. Well, if it's something that you really want to do, maybe set it as a two-year goal, you know, two years from now, and you can start saving for something like that because everybody's going to have seasons of where we need to watch 
watch the budget and then there's going to be seasons of abundance and everybody has a different season. I think the thing about social media is you see so much of other people's seasons and you compare it to your own and that is really, really hard to do. Some people are having a season of travel and for me, it's like I do not have that travel bug in my heart. But when I was, you know, 25, probably more like 23 to 27 years old, I was traveling all the time, right? And I'm glad I had that season, but I know that that season is not mine to have right now, nor when I think about it at my core, I'm, it's not appealing to me to take like even family vacations quite yet, but maybe two years from now I can start saving and that can be what we do for our holiday. You know what I'm saying? So set your intention for the holiday. Think about, you know, Thanksgiving through the new year. What is it that you really want to do? What is not negotiable? What can be flexible? What is some things, what are some things that you can say no to? One of the things I will not ever say no to is my grandma. As you guys know, if you follow me for a long time, my grandma is one of my favorite people and she has Christmas Eve and we will go to grandma's Christmas Eve because she is, she means that much to me, you know, and even when the kids were little and, you know, the kids don't really eat Swedish meatballs and mashed potatoes and that's what she makes we are still going to grandma's like we are going to my grandma's because we are still very blessed to have her in our lives everything else is just kind of like okay we'll go along we'll do whatever we'll see see how it fits we'll show up maybe we won't and I think that's something especially those of us in the midwest need to learn we need to learn how to say no and it's okay and, th- and that's that's totally okay. And how to decline. I really think we need to teach people in the Midwest how to decline. So if somebody reaches out to you, lets you know something that is going on, you can always fall back on, oh my gosh, let me check with my calendar. There's so many things going on, so many different dates. Let me check with my calendar. And then it's always okay to say, even if you did look at your calendar and it's something that you are not desiring to go to because it'll, for whatever reason, that is yours. You do not even need to explain your reasoning. But the best way to say it is like, hey, I I looked at my calendar and we won't be able to make that work for us. But I hope that you guys have a really great time rewind that and listen to it four or five times for those of you who are in the Midwest and have a hard time saying no to things because you don't need to show up for everything. And I talked about this is get your calendar and use it. This is a time of year where there's a lot of community activities. There's a lot of, if you have kids in school, there's just a lot of activities going on. I'm learning as your kids get older and older and older. And you have to just, you really have to live by your calendar. And I use a paper planner and a digital calendar type of method, but majority of the time my paper planner is the one that is the most updated. So that is why I will say over and over again, let me check with my calendar because there's so many things on so many days and I don't keep it all up in the noggin, but I will get back to you. And if I then look at my calendar and then also go with my gut and my intuition of, 
you know, that's not going to work for me. That's not going to work for us. But I really hope that you guys have a great time. And it sounds like so much fun. You know what I mean? Use your calendar. Here is a holiday hack and a PSA. You may want to open your Amazon app, your Walmart app, or then add it to your Costco list, but stock up on batteries. Stock up on different kinds of batteries. We have made this a kind of a tradition in our house that before Christmas, we just do a really, really good battery update. And they come from Costco, so usually they last us all year. But we look at the batter types of batteries that we have, think about the type of batteries that we may need because kids oftentimes get th gets get things that need batteries. So there's a holiday hack for you. Stock up on your batteries. And here is uh, a tip that I recently just did this year because, you know, with holidays and gift giving, I'm going to go on a rant about this because this is also something I think that is really overrated as buying gifts for anyone and everyone. But selling old and getting that cash or Venmo or whatever it is that you're using and having that be your holiday budget. So there have been a few things that my kids have grown out of, my kids don't use, things around the house that I have gotten that I don't use. And as much as I really don't like using Facebook Marketplace and I really like cringe at the whole like meet up and meet with somebody that you don't know and my intrusive thoughts go to all the places that they shouldn't. And, but it has been, it's really worked out in our favor because I've sold even just a handful of things and that money is going to be used for our holiday budget. And that feels really good. That feels like less stress. And um, there's just always, there's always just stuff around the house. And normally I am one, especially in past years, I've done toy cleanouts of the kids' stuff before the holidays number one because they were young enough to like not remember every single toy they had now it's getting harder because there's times where they're like mom where's this one thing and it's like very very specific and very random and i'm like how do you remember that we even have that and i have no idea where it is but when my kids were younger i would donate a bunch of toys and when i would donate my heart would really be at that intention of like a mom is going to stumble across these really good condition, good quality toys at a really great price through wherever it was I donated. And it'll be like a holiday happy moment for them to find that. And I still will. I still will go through some of our toys and, and distinguish some that I can bundle together and sell or give away and, and in hopes that I'm not just bringing junk to the donation places, but really good things that if somebody finds them, they're like, oh yeah, this is awesome. But a few of the things like my kids had one of those um, Little Tykes bounce houses. Well, they used it and they liked it this summer, but they were already starting to grow out of it. So I sold that. I got some of their old winter gear because my kids, when they're three years old, two years old, their winter gear, you want it to be really good quality 
quality so they stay warm, but they they are not hard on it. You know what I mean? So I sold that. I bundled it together. So it wasn't like, oh, you can only buy the snow pants. I, I said, this is, this is a size. This is how much I want the bundle for. And that ended up working really good. There are some things in our garage um, that we will be selling as well. Just things the kids have grown out of. And that has created a really good um, budget, like a new budget for us to have for Christmas stuff. I already talked about the, uh, holiday hack that I love to have of the hot cocoa, having hot cocoa on hand. For me also, I love having, um, I'm not a huge drinker. I'm so not a big drinker. I don't drink that often. Like it's not something that I have frequently, but if we do have guests over or if I just am feeling like having a cocktail while watching a Christmas movie with the fire on my go-to cocktail is an apple cider Moscow mule and it is so simple it's just vodka apple cider top it with some ginger beer you can garnish it with cranberries or apple slices or whatever it is that you want but it just makes a good crisp refreshing cocktail if you like have last minute company come over, you can serve something like that and it feels way fancier than it actually is. Another thing that I always like to keep on hand in the winter time is items to make lasagna. <laughs> I make a really simple but delicious lasagna. So if we're having company come over and we live in a town where there isn't DoorDash, there isn't a lot of restaurants and sometimes it's just so cold you don't even want to leave the house. But lasagna is a pretty good staple that everybody likes. Um, not typically a holiday food, but it works and it's delicious and most people like it. Um, I... I, that's that's what I have for holiday hacks, sanity saving tips for you guys, and then the fun of like what is overrated. But truly, I think gift giving is overrated. Now, those of you who have the like love language of gift giving, you're probably like, no, this is the best time of year. But getting like random things like the the Bath and Body Works candles, the soaps, the little random things for people, I think it is just so overrated. With that being said though, I do want to show and give, uh, that's what I should have asked on Instagram, was what are the best teacher gifts? Like what do teachers or, you know, I think of my daycare gal, like what are the best things that sh- that they want to receive? And, and I would love to know that, but I don't want to just give meaningless gifts. That's probably what I think is the most overrated is meaningless gifts. And I love, I do love writing out cards. You know, there's certain people that when I think of gifts, like my parents and my husband and whatnot, I know them and I can kind of like think about what kind of gifts they would actually really like to receive and things that they would use. But at the end of the day, my favorite thing is like a handwritten letter, um, something that is very sent or something that's really sentimental. You know, I know my mother-in-law loves pictures and um just just knowing what somebody really, really, truly likes and giving a gift from that standpoint instead of 
the meaningless gifts. You know what I'm saying? And so that that could be controversial, but I also think probably the majority of you agree with me where it's like there are so I don't I don't care to receive those types of gifts. I would much rather have somebody just like don't spend the money on that kind of stuff, especially giving it to me, but a a card would be really amazing or even just telling somebody how much they mean to you, you know, this time of year, sharing with people like why they make a difference in your life and what it is you appreciate and love about them. It's going to mean more than just a random candle. This was a long episode, but I hope that you guys had fun listening in. I'm going to go get my workout in right now. Um, for my workouts, I've kind of just been telling myself that I'm going to do an upper body day, a lower body day, a yoga day, making sure that I get at least one really good walk in. I've been loving my walking treadmill so much. And then some type of stretch mobility. I did take or did sign up for a 30-day membership at a yoga studio that's kind of near me it's in one of the towns near close to me but I don't know if I'm loving it I feel like I'm a yoga type of girly in late luteal (laughs) but today yesterday I went to yoga class and I was like I do not feel like going to yoga because I feel like doing a fun upbeat type of workout but I'm really just trying to do a well-rounded plan and program of um, working those certain body areas and making sure that I'm keeping up with all aspects of fitness, strength, flexibility, cardiovascular, and not just focusing on one. Um, And if I get those workouts in in the week, I'm pretty happy. And I think that that's a beautiful structure. So that is what I'm going to do now. And thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you are headed over to my Instagram DM to talk about what you think that is overrated with the holidays, what you agree with, what you don't agree with, and we can just have a fun conversation. I wish you so much joy and happiness and love and fun and memories this holiday season. And I will talk to you guys next time.